Yo 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 yo. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Zone podcast and uh today I have with me your uh, illustrator that I admire very much. I've seen his work. I've, I was a friend of I was I followed his Instagram quite quite a while back. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, Razik Arnold. Hey, welcome. Thank you, man. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, Razik, like I've, like I said, I was a fan of yours on, on, on Facebook. I saw you were doing some some epic characters and illustrations and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, like um, basically, let's start like at the beginning. Like, were you always doing illustrations? Like, I, I also like. Did you go to art school? Did you? Did how? How did it all start? How did your passion for illustrations or or, or design begin? Uh, you know, I mean, I think like with a lot of artists and a lot of uh, creative people, it always starts when they were kids at some point in time. Mm-hmm. For me, it's funny enough, started with uh, animation in the form of like Pokemon and like Dragon Ball Z, you know, when you're young, coming from primary school and stuff like that. So okay. I was always amazed with that act of animation and always like try to mimic it when I was younger. Um, but I think a part of it was like a little bit of my brother, a little bit of my father in terms of like, they, my dad never necessarily drew much, but my brother did. Um, never really took it anyway, but I think uh, it was an influence for me at a young age. Okay. Um, and then from there, I just continued drawing. I mean, I continued looking at uh, animation and um, art and kind of that's where that whole journey started. I mean, I'm more of a graphic designer at this point in time where I'm making a transition to an illustrator and artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like um, illustration uh, professionally or educationally, I never necessarily studied um fine art or uh, art in general in that sense i yeah. studied visual communication with his graphic design so more yeah. branding it's quite and interesting logo. so when yeah. when when you studied at cpt what what, that, what year did you study uh Stop. i think i was 2009 i'm sorry okay. yeah 2009 and, and in 2009 you weren't using the pencil like doing fine art because remember i i studied so and that was in 2001 i studied mm-hmm. and that time we used to do like there used to be a class called life drawing Oh, used yeah, to draw yeah. actual like a naked woman. Yes, we also did that. <laughs> oh, you yeah, did gesture, gesture art and stuff like yeah. that. So we did have a, have a figure drawing class. Uh-huh. Um, it was very minor actually. And then if I look at it now, like where I am now, I would have done it a lot differently. Like they literally just put like a, a nude model in front of the class and they tell you to draw. Yeah. So I think that form of art education was very lacking at that point in time. Is it yeah. because I remember so like back in my day we used to like they used to like make us draw like a bowl of fruit and stuff like that then, mm. and I remember we used to have like copic markers or so. Yes. yes. Did you use the copic markers in, in 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 your first year of study? Um, you see, my first year was funny enough. Like I didn't really know about graphic design, uh, yeah. so I started actually applied at UCT for architectural uh, technology. So I was gonna want to be architect because uh-huh. um, I always knew I wanted to draw, but then that kind of like I didn't know about graphic design. Like I say. Um, but then I found, like, through that whole application, I found this foundation course at CBT. And this foundation course yeah, was a little that. bit of everything. Yeah. So you do graphics, fashion, um, yeah, architecture. You do photography. You do, you do everything. So that yeah. is basically like that foundation course is not as for, 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 for if you don't go to art school. I was fortunate enough to, I was spoke about this yesterday with Lindsay. I was fortunate enough to go to Frank UB. And mm. at Frank UB, like, you could, they did a little bit of photography with you. They did a little bit of ceramics with you. They did a little bit of, I did printmaking uh, at that 
that time Lindsay did like fine art like and okay. stuff like that so that's where he learned that that skill from from that time already it's quite interesting that like because as time moved on like we you studied 2009 and it was probably they introduced the the computer in the first year of study yeah, yeah. so i never touched the f- computer in my first year of study mm-hmm. in my first year of study i think we might have touched it a little bit but in my first year of study was basically just drawing like so we did like stippling or so not stippling yeah like the, the dots, dots and I stuff think like we did like a project or two on that yeah yeah, possibly, yeah. yeah so we did a lot of that that type of stuff it's quite interesting that 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 how how things move the uh, uh, uh on anyway so you 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 went to cput right and you you were obviously doing some some graphic design stuff there like um after you studied did you go straight into a job or what 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 uh yeah so when after i studied i actually wanted to do, i was very much into illustration at that point in time like yeah. I, i came up i found beyonds which is a, a online creative network that, that, that. and we i fell in love with a lot of like illustrators on the i found like clement the brain simon burnt one was down so like uh, i am my collective at that point in time was like a big illustration agency in cape town they split now to like radio and like bevolda tv and a few other illustrations so i was like big on it then um but i think like because of like what happened in life and stuff i decided for, to go more for stability in that sense like i went for uh, a job with my dad so my dad had a publication company at that point in time and he kind of convinced me uh he also did a lot of graphic design things at that point yeah, in time yeah. so i ca- he kind of convinced me to like go that route and like start my career there with him and mm-hmm. i think my first two years of my career i was there but that's a whole story on its own because <laughs> i barely did any graphic design work Uh, because I was, we had three graphic designers at the time and I was more doing like an admin role for them. Um, so I was more like uh, sorting out their work and mm. we were putting processes in place with them. Uh, I did do quite a bit of printing and stuff like that at the beginning early on and I learned a lot about um, the publishing process in terms of uh, from the author um, creating content and then putting yeah. it into um, using InDesign to put it in various layouts in the book. So I learned a lot about that process mm. early on. Um, but that was my reason my departure was because I felt like I wasn't doing what I wanted to do you know I just felt like uh, I need to help my dad out at this point and um, yeah that's kind of where the whole thing started and then I moved from there and yeah. then that's like I say I, my career kind of like went into um, a, a number of places like I went to uh, corporate and then I went to agency and now I'm actually back at my dad like 10 years later <laughs> how was how was um, the corporate uh, did you enjoy corporate life was you like um, pulling out the air there <laughs> funny enough like uh, okay so when i left my dad like because i wasn't doing much graphic design work and i feel like felt, felt like my career was like in limbo at that point so i left there and i went to a place called mukura africa so uh-huh. mukura africa not necessarily the most corporate place but it's a fintech company so they do money transferring so I went there, it was very, the job, the people were great. The environment was great, everything was great, but the job was very mundane in the sense of, I was doing templates and I was doing the same thing in and out. And they did give me a lot of opportunities and I was the only graphic designer, I was the first graphic designer they ever employed. Mm. So I had a lot of exposure in terms of like branding mm. massive walls, doing concerts, you know, like yeah. um, a concert in the sense of like, they all invite like a, um, a famous Zimbabwe thing and then I get to brand that event. So they exposed me to a lot and I had so much freedom. So. It was freedom, but in the control space that um, the marketing team kind of protected me in a way. So I was like, there was like five of them or something, and they would like basically just get everything done for me. I was just doing the creative part. And uh, they I- Who like ap- approved your, your design? Sort ma- of? The marketing team at that point. Okay. So, so uh, that experience was very nice, but I think it was what I needed at that point in time. I mean, uh, coming from them not doing anything, like moving to that space. So I felt a lot more, um, I think the manager at that point in time, uh, 
really gave me a lot more confidence. Like mm. he told me, oh, you, you have a lot more potential, you can do this, you know, like, even though at one point- It's I always was, good to have like a mentor like in, yeah, in life. I, like. I think I'm very lucky in everywhere I went, I, I had that. So I, th- I think the next place I moved to was uh, after I left Mukuru, Uh, and he kind of convinced me, even though he wanted me to stay, he convinced me that I could do more. And like, they always like um, yeah. made me feel like I had more potential. And I always knew what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to add my own company and start my own thing and do my own thing. Um, but then I decided to leave there and go to a, a small agency, web agency called iBay Digital. And I think that's where a lot more of the confidence came in. Um, I had a, a senior, two seniors there. Um, this is, I think there were about six or seven at the time. So I was working very closely with the directors. But they gave me a lot of freedom and they gave me a lot of, um, like I said, I was very protected like through my, through my career, funny well, enough. At this time, were you doing your own I was illustrations always on the side? Like I was always doing. Always doing your own, you called it something, what, what did you call this just, just now? Your own oh, so like self-development. Yeah, so I use it as like, so if you look at my Instagram page, like a lot of the projects on there is like self-development projects or projects I'll give myself as something specific to like tackle or I'll look at certain artists that I admire uh-huh. and I'll be like, oh, I want to try and do that. So while you were working at these, the, the Makuru, at the agencies in the corporate, you were, you were obviously doing self-development, yeah. like working and on your... Yeah, and finding, I was, always, I was always freelancing like with small mom and pop stores and you know, like your uncle needs this or your uncle has a friend that has like a, a chemical company, but now he needs branding for it. So I always just do freelance yeah. on the side. Um, uh, they And the companies that I work for always gave me that freedom. So I always liked that that experience of taking the product from nothing to something. Like yeah. like a client comes to you with an idea and you take it from nothing to something. And I always knew that was what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. So eventually like, um, like at iBay, they, they taught me a lot of skills or they gave me the platform with certain clients like do web projects, to do more digital stuff. And that was what I wanted to do and I enjoyed that space. Mm. Um, and I think I learned a lot there. Um, The website of things, what were you doing? Like, uh, so I was designing t- sites. T- oh, designing yeah, sites and so like creating them or something like that so in the back end? Yeah, so no, I wasn't building any sites. We have okay. to, we had so you just did the frameworks basically? Yeah, so okay. that basic process was clients come in, they sit with uh, the UX individual, which was the director at that time. But were you learning a beach? What goes on the, at the back end? <laughs> uh, not necessarily. Like Is at this point in time, I still can't build a site, funny enough. So I have devs that I work with. Uh, so I'll design I can't also build a site, but I mean, if you... <laughs> We can do something simple, mm. like I can make it click or something like it, go back and forth, like uh, uh, HTML, can you do that? Like uh, I did a few HTML courses when I was at Varsity, but uh. I think um, like what I'm learning now also is, I think it's better for me to rather delegate that task uh. instead of me trying to do all these different skills. Because I think I'm more of a generalist and it's actually hurting me to a degree. Is um, it? Yeah. So I'm also like a generalist. Can you do video? Do you do video? Uh, I can do video. Like I'm getting into editing. I know to edit. Premiere um, Pro and... Uh, yeah, I, After Effects after and all effects. that stuff. So a lot of what I'm doing currently now... Some of that stuff will look more in, 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 in After Effects. Like even if you can make it like, like you know... You can move it a bit. Yeah. But anyway. Mm. So if I look at the, the teams that I'm leading now, there's, there's some talented um, uh, motion graphics guys. There. Yeah, that's motion that's, graphics. Yeah, so that's the next it. step, eh? The next. I'm, yeah. I'm actually trying to get into a little bit of motion graphics. I, like I say, I'm not the best, but... I think if I can make, I can trick people a little bit, then uh, it's, it's sort of cool. And, I, and, and then I, I told you before, I work for a company and they, the on the social side, that like, it's a good trick for people. It seems mm. to be the trick that's going forward, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, th- I think the key for me now is like, I know what I want to do in terms of like move to an illustration space and I do so much other different things. And I think instead of me spending time learning those type of specific things, I have contacts, I have a network, I can delegate those work and get the job for it. And they are already specializing in that. So it's like, if yeah. I'm a generalist, I'm going to be averaging everything where yes. I know there's a guy that can do a much better job than me. So rather get, give the job and the job over to him, I'll just manage it and then move on like it. And I guess that's how business scales up. Like I, I'm, at this point in time, I'm thinking of scale, everything I do, I'm thinking of scaling. So uh, a problem with my business model at the moment with most freelancers is you're selling time. So mm-hmm. I'm a client comes to me and I'm, I'm doing um, work for a certain amount of hours. I don't like to necessarily charge per hour. So they also rate card and stuff, but I don't, I bulk a project. So I, I'm doing that and I'm technically selling time, but I don't necessarily like that model for the long run. So that does, that's not very scalable unless I get people working under me and mm. I can scale a business that way. So at this point in time, like my new journey now is like creating products. Like I'm looking into educational products, like with kids and like, look, I'm looking yeah. at into um, doing like coloring books or like, um, uh, you know, like, I mean, I, th- I think I heard in one of the podcasts, you said you had a daughter or a kid. Yeah, I yeah. got uh, three kids. So you have three kids. So you would be, you know, like they, they come with these homework books and they need to do these exercises. So yeah, I was, yeah, I know those uh, exercises. My books. sister's kids, I see them do all this. I'm like, I can make these products. So I was thinking of actually getting more into, because um, now I'm also more in the education space, back working with my dad. So so how do you create those products? Will it be online or will they be like? Better both. Okay. So um, like, I mean, after I left, I am back at my dad. Um, now mm-hmm. I'm running the company with my sister. Uh, he's doing content creation. But I mean, now I'm working with colleges and I'm seeing how, product, how content is created with lectures and stuff, how courses are created. How, all that. So I'm thinking, I have art, uh, art skill. I have something I can offer. Um, I can create my own art courses. I see so much artists like doing it on Skillshare, um, selling it on um, various uh, yeah. markets and stuff. I see that. Um, so I'm I'm looking at that now. Like that's what I'm doing in the background. Is I'm trying to create. Um, like even if I if I have like emojis that I sell or various art projects that I can create that I can sell that can scale. Basically, make money while you're sleeping. I think that's the the goal. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my current journey now. I so education is, is where you've, you've, you've obviously moved. You were with your dad, you moved mm. into a bit of corporate agency and now you're back into, and your dad was always in the education side of things you said, eh? He yeah. Was always, so now you're back into education. Um, like you said you were working with like uh, university, was it universities or, 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 or explain to me what you're doing with, with them like. Okay, so uh, my dad has a company called Delandre. Uh, yeah. So initially that company was called Delandre Publishers. So they created textbooks uh, in the TV industry. So like electronics-based books. Um, he's an electrical engineer by trade, but he became a lecturer. So he's, he wrote a couple of books in the electrical field. So what we do is we actually print those books and we sell it to colleges. Did he write it, like physically yeah, write the it? Author. Okay, so and then you would like put the diagrams in it, and yeah, stuff so like it, and then get it printed or so. Yeah, so that's so the whole he must made a lot of money. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't if, he, if he went through the whole process because that that normally each step of that gets like moved to a different person, like you know what I mean? Yeah, so like the the author doesn't print his own stuff, doesn't he go to a publisher maybe something? But we are a publisher now. <laughs> that's buffock. Yeah, if so, you're the author and the publisher. Yeah, so I mean, he's. I think he's done a very good job for himself in terms of of where he started, like printing from house. Like me growing up, coming from primary school, me and my sister come from primary school, and we need to pack boxes and send daddy's books away. You know, mm. so we used to do that from a young age. We were always a part of the business somehow. 
Um, but yeah, and like being back there now and, and kind of like running the show, it's it's very different. It's a lot more digital now. I mean, the textbooks we've yeah, everything has moved like moved. from print to digital. Like yeah. everybody, that is the one move. Like as we were speaking, I was mentioning earlier on like. Obviously, I when I was busy, there was illustration and there, there was everything was done on paper, and then things moved to digital, and now it's even moving. With what, two, by two thousand and nine, at this ten, what ten nine years or something like that, it moved to that, and now twenty twenty, it's moved even further, mm. and now like um, even with my company, they used to do catalogs. Now everything is mostly like digital. Like, do you do any social media based things on on, on through education or anything like that? Um, with regards to the London at the moment, no. I mean, we used to do like small like um like CR um like like social media campaigns with like various schools and stuff. A couple of years ago, we worked with uh, PPA Mitchell's Lane, so we used to like uh, do various projects with them. Um, but in terms of social media at the moment, it's very minor. Mm. Um, we have a small presence, but we are working and doing like free value add um, content where we take uh, elements of the book and we turn it into like, um, like we digitize that content. So we'll make okay. like like a TikTok um, yeah, that yeah, has yeah. like uh, information on like, say, for example, you speak about uh, atom, atomic theory and we speak about the atom and we teach somebody about the atom in like a span of 30 seconds. And you'll yeah. do like lessons. We call it lesson snippets at the moment. So that's like things that we can't. Because I would imagine that would be more palatable for the kids than 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 I, I don't know what your 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 what your programs is based on like, but I, I would imagine almost like a. So I heard about the stories where we, in China, their TikTok doesn't show them like uh, weird stuff. Their TikTok shows them engineering and and all these type of yeah. stuff. They use they 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 educating their kids even through the social media and stuff like that. So I just asked like mm. because I mean even my daughter she liked that hit that stuff on her head and stuff like that. So almost I don't know if you if, if there's a way that they could almost like make it. Uh, <laughs> social media not social media for any but but the educational package school for 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 kids as well mm. and you were obviously saying that there has to be a bit of both um there has to be a bit of print and 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 things because you want them to also keep that 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 mm. um my daughter she she likes she's she 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 likes to draw um and i see that that is there is a bit of you still need that development man mm. You still need that pen to the pencil development. Like I see a lot of people, they don't put their ideas, like designers, they don't put their ideas on a pencil to paper anymore. Like I got tons of books. I don't have any of my books with me now, but you'll see, I, you'll see, I have tons of books, but I always write my ideas down or like I put pen to paper with, with even like um, just a sketch or something like that. Mm. And then I feel like people is like moving away from, from that and it's, and it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. What, do, what do you think? Like? I think there's a whole other side to the whole um, print and digital thing. Like um, in terms of like South Africa and the infrastructure of the country, if you look at, um, I mean, we in the TV industry, so a lot of our students are from like, grade 10, which is N1 to N6. Yeah. So a lot of those students uh, might not necessarily have access to data and internet all the time. So they okay. need a form of print media. Yes. So I, my personal opinion is I don't think print media will die in our lifetime anytime soon. It shouldn't, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I love reading a book and having it in my hand. Yeah, there's still, there's still, there's still something to that, man. Still mm. something to physically put in your pen. At, even like if you were writing for a test, I don't know now it's done nowadays, but I remember how they used to say you must almost like when you write it down, you remember it better. Yeah. Like, 
I also feel like that. I feel if I write something down, it's, or if I speak about it, then it's like I'm hearing it out loud. So it's uh, like training my brain. So I don't know why, for me, this is a weird thing is like with an audio book, I can retain a lot of information through listening, like through podcasts and audio books. And when I read it, I struggle, but I think I might be a bit ADD. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> like, like, I struggle to read like a full <laughs> page, but it, it, there's still something to the, 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 the pen and paper uh, thing, man. I, mm. I enjoy like, you yeah. Know? I think the, the biggest form of media now, which is like, uh, which is good for me, like you say, pen and paper, or you can take, you, I can't take stuff, uh, um, audio in, like it, if it goes in here and I don't see anything visual and it goes out. Easy. So, so I need to see something. Yeah. So I think like a lot of kids like that are like that. Today. So like if you look at like TikToks or like uh, reels or like videos, like video content is huge. Yeah. So like one of our, our goals at the moment is to take our, our textbooks and like turn it into visual, visual content. And that's what we kind of doing with those small snippets. So, you, Easy. so like even if you do like a math, uh, uh, like you speak about fractions, you, mm. you visualize it, you animate it. Yeah, or, yeah. or there's one lesson better than just listening to it yeah like. so we like should animate it it's like almost like they remember it better mm. so one of the guys I can, I can picture that because there's so much like times like you remember like a stupid meme type of moving thing yeah. or something like that yeah and, and one of the guys actually did an example of like say for example you pour water from one glass to another and you show um, how the water moves or something along those lines like the if it's 250 mils but the beaker is slightly different it's fatter or wider or it's thinner they ah, show so, that's so, so uh, the animation still teaches them and, and for me to like visually see that type of content instead of reading it in a textbook like uh, I, I, I consume uh, that a lot easier uh, so I think like also like speaking to a lot of these colleges and stuff a lot of them want that type of interactivity a lot of them want like video content and ways for students to consume the only problem I have with that is that it's it's online it's data it's that infrastructure that okay. a, a large part of South Africa don't have access to and mm. um, we don't necessarily talk about that much so but that's the reality, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's yeah, that is, is an important part of, 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 of the conversation. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's again unfair that one side is going to benefit from that and the other side is not going to benefit from mm. it because of, of where they, they positioned, um, uh, yeah, in, in, in poorer areas. Mm. Yo, that's, that's, that's quite interesting that you, what you laid down there for me. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was thinking something now that I clean forgot that I was gonna go with it. Like, so obviously we're talking about education and, and animation. Ah, here we go. So you said in the in over there that when you listen to something and you don't see a visual thing, um, that you don't retain that information. I think that's just me. I don't know. I'm sure there's people I like know, me. I, I know there might be other people yeah. like you, but it's it's weird because like well, what I think about is like is that um, like. Radio, I remember radio back in the day, they, they like, they, they, they used to tell stories like mm. that and stuff like that. But you almost write, like sometimes when I read to my kids, they, my dad, my kids, my, my son always say, I want to see the picture, I want to yeah. see the picture. <laughs> Let us see the picture all the time. Yeah, I think we're all a unique case in some way or another. Like some people might retain audio better than yeah. visual and so on and so forth. But yeah, I think like like me specifically, I, I, that's just how I, I am. I, I need to see something. I listened you know? to this guy, uh, Dan Carlin. It's called Hardcore History. It's like, just like, but there's no visuals. It's on uh, YouTube. You can check it out. And that's how I learned about like the uh, World War One, World War Two. but it's just through audio books. Like. Oh, okay. I just listened to it. It was like three, four hours. And at night I used to go like sleep and then I listened to it. I don't know. I, I just seem to retain. I can still remember those stories in my head. Like, mm. anyway, that's interesting about the, 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 the education. And, and, and where do you, 
where do you think we're going to with us with us with those packages now where or where are you going to with your, with your new packages um i think i mean look what we're trying to do is at the moment we obviously like built this portal um mm-hmm. so we um currently in the process of registering to become our own college first and foremost so we have a package of courses we have our own uh educators so we and what what courses do you cover so we co- we cover in one two and three which is like um we have three fields that we cover um, is it like your matric uh yes so that's the first exit point so it's uh electrical mechanical and civil so we have like four subjects in each so we currently focusing on creating content for those three courses and then a lot of colleges that we speak to want us to like do human resources or like is anybody like qualified through those courses already no i mean we're not live yet okay yeah oh so you you planning to do yeah, this so we this, have this, the content this. already we have the, the okay. books um we have we have until and it's based off north link or other other knowledge that you gain through working through uh no uh the syllabi that the dhet produces is what us our, our content is based off so the textbooks that we use uh so the, when the authors create the textbooks the textbooks are obviously there's a syllabus uh, that they must a follow that they must follow yeah so okay. the, the the textbook is created in that format and then we will take that textbook or the textbook is our content uh we create a study guide from the textbook so that study guide assists the learner the study guide in distance learning format is almost like replacing the lecturer So it like takes them to them spend three hours on this part of the lesson, spend four hours on this part of the lesson. So the study guide guides them in that sense. And then, um, so we take in that content, that's the only physical form of the content that we have in on our platform. Uh, but now we're trying to take that, the next step is taking that content and making it visual. Oh. So like I said, that lesson snippets, okay. the, um, the video. video content, like having, um, we have some examples of like, um lecturers or authors that are speaking and they're showing visuals where we animate uh of the book and stuff like that mm-hmm. so that's the next step for us there are people that are doing it already but it's not the problem in south africa at the moment is like it's like i i mentioned to you before we i mean we were off air is that when covid hit a lot of these colleges are unprepared so they just like kind of scramble to like get the platform and yes. distance learning in place yes um But then to adopt that method over the last year and a half for two years, they got to this point and now it's difficult for them to move off to something else again. Yeah. So now we're stepping in like a year and a half later, which is a bit on the late inside. Um, and they, they're struggling to make that adoption. Um, yeah. Even though a lot of them love what we're doing, like we share, we present and we show them what we're doing and they love the idea. But it's like um, the lecturers and the people on the ground who are doing the, that actually do the, the teaching and educating, They answer tiedment, so um, the executives and the boards need to make that decision. Okay. So um, and they, you know, like for them to to jump over from one platform for that, it's a lot. There's a lot of training of staff. There's a lot of money involved. So it's oh, yeah. it's quite a lot of. But it has to happen. Like sooner or later, you, the, we get you. They have to migrate from textbooks over to fully digital. I would expect mm. in the future. Yeah. Well, not f- fully, not, but they'd be like small. Mm. Yeah, I think they're gonna, I think a lot of the colleges are aware that they have to go digital, to, like to a degree. They have yeah. to have some form of distance. Or you're going to even have digital and a textbook, but that's how you're going to be learning or, mm. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. So so I think in the near future, that's going to be more common through the public sector. I think in the private sectors, it's more easier. Like, I mean, also like if you look at younger primary schools and stuff, these primary schools where kids are going with... La- with um, iPads or, or tablets and there's a lot of like digital learning in like lower um, ed- forms of education like primary schools and stuff and the more private sector they have those things in place already 
but the public sector and, and government institutions, it's, I think it's hard, man. It's, it's a lot harder. There's a lot more um, funds involved. There's a lot more red tape involved. So yeah. I think slowly we will get there. It's just a matter of, of finding a way to get there faster. And I think that's why we decided to rather register our own institution okay. and then, and and then, then teach, people from, teach people from that. So we're creating our own private college and then um, just um, sharing our content from that point of view. Yeah. So are you, are you fully in on, on that or are you still exploring your, oh, your artistic side? Yeah. So, so <laughs> because all of that you told me now, that's a lot, it sounds like a lot of work for lot, one man to do. It's, but it's all of you, like you said, you were delegating to other yes. people, obviously, but still to, to even to delegate all that. And, mm. and, and it sounds like a mammoth task. Yeah, um, no. So do you still have time for for some art on the side? This is generally <laughs> the funny conversation with, with my career is, is, I feel like I've, I mean, I'm 31 now. So, yeah. I mean, in the last uh, nine, 10 years, or the last decade that I've been working, a lot of it has been not necessarily for the route that I wanted to take. Like there were reasons, it was like security, I took the job or or at this point in time- Financial security. Financial security. So I took jobs with better financial security. Not to say that- Over passion. Over passion, yeah. So uh, I would do that. And I think that stems from places where I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm good enough to actually get in here. Or, you know, like my insecurity of like my yeah. own work. Similar to what Lindsay was mentioning last yeah. night. Like, and I guess we all got that, what do they call that? Imposter syndrome, I think. Yeah, I think like when I started streaming also recently, so I try a lot of different stuff like <laughs> YouTube and stream. And a lot of people on stream says, people have been mentioning like you have this version of imposter syndrome. And, and, and I know I have it, but I think I think I'm also aware that I do bring value in a lot of spaces. Yeah. You know, like I have an experience in. But because you're comfortable in that 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 business space, yeah. Like even how you were speaking now, when you were speaking to me, you were speaking very confident about everything. Education is like you know you got your T's crossed in your eyes. Mm. So everything is like yeah, yeah yeah I know what's going on yeah yeah and yeah and stuff like mm. you could lay it, lay it out so easily. But now when you speak about your art, you're like a little bit more yeah. shy. You, you I can see you physically becoming almost like shy now. Yeah, like I think two different guys. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> the business guy you know. and the art guy. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> changing slowly. Like if I look at my freelance career, like like I only registered my freelance business like three years ago or something yeah so i started like taking clients on slowly and most of the clients that i first started working on was the agencies that i've come from so like with ibay or like other people that have worked like mukuru and like i've been doing work for that yeah. so getting that confidence and having that little bit of stuff behind me and then uh, i kind of had like a friend that worked at sachi that had um that was like an account manager that was like looking for work she eventually left her job and then she was like running around like doing her own so collecting like freelancers and like kind of did like an agent type of vibe. So yeah. she got me a lot of work. So she got me like uh, concept artwork and illustration projects and and she was like doing a lot of that stuff. So that built my confidence up yeah. in the late part of my career. So um, at like 28 or something. So 2020 was a good year for me in terms of like financially and in terms well, is of- Is that when the, through the concept art you started? Yeah. That was during COVID times. That basically. was COVID times, it's recent. So. Yeah. Before that, I was doing a lot of graphic design, like branding and that type okay, of thing. So I feel like I'm very comfortable in that space. But like so you were still do, you were doing your art, but you were keeping it to yourself, sort of. Yeah. I it was, was only once you put it out there, your, yourself mm. out there, that you sort of got recognized? I think if you look at my Instagram, like, for example, like there's a, there's a certain date where I just started posting art. Like, I don't post much personal stuff, maybe in stories. And I think that's when that, 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 that shift happened. I think it was COVID times. When I started, I made a decision. I was like, uh, I'm just going to start posting art, uh, like 
like my illustration projects. And once I started doing that, people started having, asking questions. And I think also when I started, uh, one of my friends always, always used to tell me like, just send your email, I just email everybody you know. So I tried emailing everybody I know in terms of like um, art directors and, and friends that will become an author. I think the, the reason why it's also start, something's happening for me now I can feel is because my friends are all, the people that I studied with are all like 30. So they're all in more senior positions now and they're remembering me. So they're coming back and they're offering me like, oh, uh, you still illust- I see you still illustrating, can you do this project for me? So there'll be like an art director at TFG or there'll be like um, at this uh, illustration studio or they'll be there. So now they come into me because they're in a position of, of somewhat power at the agency um, or persuasion or influence. So I feel like that network is kind of supporting me now at this age. Um, so I think that's great. I think I think that that shows that there is uh, they they do believe that I have value that I can add, mm. and I think I have that confidence now in the sense of of I've had some nice big projects that I've worked on, um, that I have behind my name. You know, yeah. like I know it, it's easy like to be in a team of of really talented individuals who work. Where you where you did like illustration work, where you were part of a team. Yeah, uh, part of a team in some of the bigger projects, but a lot of those projects are like you sign an NDA and the, in the gaming industry, say. yeah, then you can't speak about those projects. So like if you, like for example, just hypothetically, if it's like um, like Ubisoft or like, you know, like those are big gaming companies or like EA or something like that. Mm. So I'll have like a small role in a team where I do like storyboarding or like uh, concept art or something. Sure. You know, get like a key artist to like make my stuff pretty. But like those stuff you can't necessarily speak about. So... Cool, man. But it, the experience of being a part of the team and seeing how those things are done, and I'm like, I can do this. So you can make like a, your own comics. Do you have your own comic? I actually started on my own comic, I think, during COVID. Um, but I haven't, I like have like character designs, I have world building, I have like. What, a, what is the comic about? If I, may ask? Uh, I haven't really mentioned it. But it tell me, not, tell me. So you tell me your comic, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, in terms of storyline, there's a lot to do, to unpack there. But I mean, this is a basic thing. I know you are you are uh, a fan of of, of of of. I saw you got. Is it? I, I'm gonna get this super wrong now. Is it Naruto or something? Like yeah, that? like anime. I like anime. Yeah. I, I don't. Who's the guy with the with the knife? You got the. I saw you got. Oh the, yeah, that's Naruto. Yeah, so Naruto. Naruto. Yeah. Yeah. So, you see, so, I was right there. Yeah, you were right yeah. there. So, so yeah, I mean, I think I've, at one point in time I was influenced a lot by anime, but um, in reality, I don't really watch much as much as I would like. I do find like a lot of inspiration. Oh, but you, that you can stuff. still be inspired by something and not watch it all the time. Yeah, true. Like so, an art form or style or something mm, like that. I think I'm influenced a lot by gaming at more now because you can see in my... Oh, you're, ga- you're a big gamer? Uh, no, but I do game regularly. Okay. So, like, for example, like, I don't game in the week much. But, but that influences with. your style, you say? Yeah, you can see, like, there'll be characters like Jinx from League of Legends or, like, stuff yeah. like that, like the chick with the blue hair. Or, like, uh, you can see this pop culture in terms of, like, Darth Maul from Star Wars. And I, I like the, 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 I must, we must mention, if, okay, where's the, go, go to this Instagram page. Um, the, the, there was a series, I see you got uh, Yasin Bonds there. You did Yasin. Oh. You did, um, who else did you do? Oh, the Batman series. Series. Is it the Batman mm. series? Yeah, you did a few. Yeah, Ashley Herman's. And then uh, other, the Rishana one girl, Isaac. Rishana, yeah, she's. she's mm. Yasin Bonds, uh, Amir uh, Adden. Yeah, uh, yeah. Youngster also did. Yeah, yeah Youngster was the Riddler, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was Ryan cool. Said. That was so, quite cool, man. So they, what inspired that? Like, uh, I mean, obviously you, you, you enjoy the, the comedy and the. Mm. I think what inspired that is like, uh, with, I always liked comedy. First, I mean, it started kind of with Yasin Bonds. I mean, uh, 
I just messaged him as like, uh, can I draw a picture of you as a joker? Like just as a, as a thing. And then I did it. And then I think I mean, Aaron saw it and then he's like, oh, he, and then I was like, okay, cool. And I had a lot of free time at that point. You know, mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily do like people's work like that for free, but I had like a lot of free time and I was like, might as well do it. I'm going to draw stuff anyway. That's so, dope, man. So I, then I just messaged a few of them and they were like, oh yeah, go ahead, it's cool. So then I did it and then and it's I a dope it series. Cool, yeah. it's, it's cool. It's, a, it's, it's your take. I think that's like a, a series, an art series. You know mm. what I mean? Because yeah, it's your take on on on, this, on 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 these guys, and they also in the the yeah they in the Cape Town. It's 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 mm. yeah it's it's a beautiful old series, man. I must say it's it's good. It's good. It's that that. But now that's that's my my. I was gonna get to you like where do you have like a. a idea of where you're going to with your illustration so of like like so i do a have a series I- of like is it a comic book or is it like a movie <clears throat> i don't know so i think in terms of my art is there's an like i said i do a lot of different stuff in the background so like i have a comic book and then i'm trying like to do some form of of i want to get into nfts now also that's um, what you should talk about are you yeah. going to get into nfts I, I'm, I have a lot of friends that speaking to me about it that's in crypto and stuff but i have no knowledge on it like i'm ignorant when it my, f- my friend i've got a friend he's um black ops um his name is ray um he's also friends with with, with um Lindsay, rian rian kasim um but he's called black ops on on dinners and he has started to do that in the digital art that pixel art so he's been doing pixel art for like a long like a while back now like he's just so study he was a year uh, uh, above me he actually did quite a few bits of works with, with Lindsay, and he did spray and he lives in dubai now but anyway the point is that uh he does the pixel art right and he made these nfts and now he's selling it on the specific um it's not on a specific cryptocurrency. Mm. I don't know. There's ten. I don't know how many cryptocurrencies there are. But he's doing a deal with a specific cryptocurrency, so you can buy it through this crypt- mm. cryptocurrency if yeah. you bought it. And I think that's how they he's, he makes his money. So he's doing a deal with these specific cryptocurrency guys as an artist. Mm. So these the specifics. So so even if if there's an owner of a, I don't know how the whole thing works, but I I, I sort of understand how his work. So <clears throat> the specific company comes to a, a artist and says, "Oh, um, right, let's do a collab. You do a series, and then we sell it only through our cryptocurrency. So people must." have that type of cryptocurrency to obviously mm. get your artwork. Yeah. So I think that's that. That's a small version of how it works. I don't know how it works in a bigger scheme of things. Mm. You will go to a, 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 a type of cryptocurrency will approach you and say, listen, you do a series for us. You do that series and they, anybody can only buy that, that series through um, that cryptocurrency mm. or that it, you might get the NFT. So yeah. that's that, that's a small part of it. I was obviously there's way more to it that I am not qualified to to, to explain. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah on I mean, me the same. Like I have one friend that's <coughs> doing quite a lot of it, and she's um, considering herself like an NFT artist, and she's doing quite well. Um, Is uh, yeah, her name's Zakira. Zaks. I I think she go by not Mohammed. Uh, <laughs> no. So she's doing like koalas and stuff, and she's she was uh, here the other day, man. That's, I was oh, joking. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So so I'll maybe speak to her, or I have a friend that's into crypto, and they want me to do some art pieces. So I'll start my journey there. I don't really know much about it, so I'm ignorant on the topic, but I want to get into it soon. 
So that's, and speaking about it is a good thing because now I know it's like in the ether, I need to do it, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's something I want to look into now. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. Like I said, I want to do color books, coloring books. I want to do But I mean, NFTs even, can you take that series of, of, of like, of Cape Town, whatever, guys? You sell that as an NFT and then people buy it. I mean, mm. uh, and yeah, then they can own a part of it or yeah. they can get up. I, I don't know. Huh? Yeah, they would want. Uh, so I would, I would create. Oh, those all bad people! Oh, yeah. those people. So I would create all original artwork and then sell that as an NFT. Um, but yeah, if I if I decide to uh, any of my pieces on there that are all original artwork, I can actually sell as an NFT. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I would want to create an original series specifically for. It. Mm. Sorry. Oh yeah, you guys, <laughs> you guys can also get into it. Like I, uh, I am need to do a few NFTs for you guys. Using, maybe, maybe. Buy, buy the NFT. There we go. That day we got the plan mm. going down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's uh, what? Uh, uh, but you were you were saying earlier on like like what's the plan in terms of like what I want to do or something. But I mean, if you look at the whole education thing we, we were t- talking about yeah. earlier, and now you bring the art into it, like so. Currently, my mindset is like, where do I merge those two worlds? So like on the one side, I'm spending so much time creating an online college via the London Academy, uh, and on yeah, the other yeah. end of the spectrum, I am doing all my art and illustration. And I think in South Africa. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity like if i look at the like me personally i didn't necessarily uh, i mean i did a visual com- communication course but they could have done it a lot better so i can come up with a curriculum and sell it to cput or like a d- gra- you what did you say you studied gra- visual communication yeah, it's graphic, graphic design, design yeah course. it's graphic design i call it uh, is that what they call it now is visual communication yeah they call it but, uh, it's graphic design yeah mm. so so um yeah so it would be interesting i think in a ballpark idea this is just me talking whatever if they could integrate a creative it's just a just just i don't want to study to be a graphic designer i just want to study to be a creative that means you can teach me podcasting you can teach me graphic design you know what i mean it's like maybe you can do a bit of comedy because because I, I, I do a so stand-up comedy and you know what there's so much graphic designers that i'm a graphic designer stand up comedy um yasimba yeah, baker um, there's another guy, Oba King. So, so, so it's almost like, and what I notice is creative people want to be creative, whether it's like through visual communication like that or speaking or it's, it's almost like it, it must come out of us, man. Mm. It, and, and, and why are we, why are we restricting kids to this direction or that direction? So it's almost like I have like a, I don't know, man. I think I think you get these these schools like in New York, like what do they call it? You get these special schools where the kids go and there's dancing there and there's mm. singers there and everybody's under one roof. You know what I mean? And everybody's just sharing that type of like creative space. And 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 that's the type of thing you can have. I don't know. Are you gonna? We don't tap into that young <laughs> enough. Like, I, I don't like know our students young enough. We don't tap into that. That's the sad thing here with us. Like I, I there was a there was a period in my third year where I taught um, at Oakland's Eye. So we, t- me and a few friends as part of our third year, we had to uh, do some upliftment projects. So we taught like art at Oakland's Eye. And what, what type of art? Like, uh, we like just taught fine the art. Like, right. Yeah, like fine art, like, like what we learn in our gesture classes. So like how to draw and, uh, and the basics behind, like the very basics. And the sad thing in that, what I picked up there was like, 
the one kid was like, my mom wants me to be accountant or a doctor or that type of thing. Like, and he's so, he was like the best student in the class. Easy. Like, yeah, and he was, you could, he probably drew better than me at that point. Yeah. He was so good, but like, he couldn't take that talent further because his parents weren't we'll knowledgeable no, no, about no, no, the no. industry. Yeah, they was like, no, graphic design or art is like very risky. And I understand But I that. still feel that way. I feel that way. I, when my daughter is like, all she wants to do is be creative. I'm like, no, you must become a doctor or something like that. Because what I feel as a creative is like, I don't feel like, I feel the chances of making it is a lot smaller. Man. That's how I feel. That, but that's mm. maybe because I'm my, because graphic design is not the platform f exactly for me. That mm. is just the platform that I'm using now to be creative. And luckily I find myself, because I work like a corporate job, right? We all understand that. And I'm lucky to be, to find myself to be able to be creative in that space. Luckily, as a person, I'm quirky enough that they allow me to be like, oh, I just did Ryan be Ryan, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but it's also come at at, a, at, a, at, a, at its own, because now I'm not a manager or anything like that, so I don't earn like the big bucks, you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I don't feel I should be in the creatives. How how I do get my my, my, my rocks off is like being creative after hours. So I have to do my jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. Because mm. that, that, there's creativity in that. So so I have to do that. And that takes my mind. And I'm like, ah, I can my do my home choice job, whatever and stuff like that. And, <laughs> did I just mention the company? <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, and then also like 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 I do this. So mm. then I'm again creative and I tell people in, in our company, you know what I mean? Don't just do this, have something else, like be creative mm. out, without uh, in our space. Like, and, and, and I think that that's, that's, that's what, I, what, I, what I should be. But it's like, for me, it's like, yo, what I really want to do is be a Lani, that's Sachi and Sachi. That's what I really want to do. Obviously, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's very, very few people that get that I opportunity. Yeah, wait, can you make it pause the mic to you so you can uh, sound clear? So, yeah, so so DJing at Good Hope for all these years, and that's your, like a dream thing that you always, that you always wanted to come to, come to and life. it's a creative job. It's a creative job. But after a while, it doesn't get, it's, it's you know what I'm saying? Even with Hollywood now, I'm teaching DJing, but there's a, still an element of this is your job. Although, I love teaching it, I, I love doing it, but the teaching of it becomes a chore, you know what I'm saying? So even if you choose to do it for a living, there's still going to be an element of, oh, this is work. Mm, but, wouldn't you, but wouldn't you want to do work in the space that you really love? Then so I would rather, but I would yeah. still, well, but, but I would still prefer to do the job that I love to do mm. than be become a, I was a jeweler for 10 years. That okay. was, it, at, at first it was creativity, but not the type of creativity mm. that I wanted. I think like there's a So all that glitters in gold. But still, it, there is gold in it, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there's so much, like, conversation to be, like, had in that topic on its own. Like, there's, like, like I always say, like, we don't teach um, students or, like, our kids young enough to be entrepreneurs or, like, yeah. to learn how to do run businesses or to be creative in that space. But then there's also the other stuff, like, look at me, I took certain jobs for like security or a lot of people don't have that uh, opportunities because they need the finances to live a life you know like and and there's a lot of those risks involved in it so like you saying is like do it after hours and and continue that passion yeah. after hours and the sad thing that i see like a lot i of have to work a day job to to put food on the table for yes. my kids so but after hours i'm gonna still mm. do whatever else yeah. and the, the sad thing is like 
like I always like look at people like I always get this question like what inspires you in terms of your art and stuff and and generally people think it's ah oh, it's gaming as well but it's always like for me what really inspires me is like seeing people like like you for example or any peer person that is passionate about something that they're doing like they can be a dressmaker they can be making pies you know like mm-hmm. like when I when I do graphic design projects or I work with clients that are, are like mom and pops uh, type of shops yeah, yeah. and then you hear these stories about how they're passionate and how they're doing this on the side like. I look at that and I'm like, there's not a lot of us that are like passionate about something in life, man. Yeah. Like, like we just go to our job and then that's it. And you come from work and then you play games or you, you just, your life just goes by, man. So yeah. I would, I don't know, like I hope like there's a way that we can somehow you, like tap into that. Do, like, you, do you, I mean, mental health is a big talking point these mm. days. Do you think that, do you think that people that, that, that don't pursue their passions go into a state of depression? I would. Do you, do you think that's possible? Can I tell you a story? Yeah, let's pass it back over to you. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get another mic here. All <laughs> on that side. Check here. So, yeah, so I was a jeweler for 10 years. No? Then my, my physical body just couldn't do it anymore, dude. I just couldn't anymore, and I had to, I had to step out. I'm done with this. Then I decided to do, to do, to do, um, to do DJ. But now the thing is, when I had troubles, when I was a jeweler, I would just go on the decks and and then I feel feel blessed. Now I'm cool. I'm good now. Now I can go in for another punishment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then the minute DJing started becoming my, my nine to five, the troubles came through DJing. So yeah. I couldn't go to DJ anymore t- well, to get the yeah, troubles that, away yeah, because yeah. it would remind me of the troubles that came through DJing. So that's why I went through depression uh, a couple of years ago. But yeah, so so now for me personally, like podcasting is my new go-to. There's not enough troubles. There is troubles connected to it, but still the main troubles come from the DJing now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. this is still the... the, the it's your escape. Uh, it's always like your escape. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Escape, yeah. Mm. No, definitely. Mm. I would so, just like so the bottom line is don't don't make money off your passions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would but at the end of the day I would say I would rather say I would have troubles through your passion. DJing thing yeah. than the the the, 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 the thing. Okay. Mm. Like, Sorry when I cut your word you wanted to say something. Oh no, no, I was basically gonna say that in the yeah. sense of like uh uh I would still I feel like there's not a lot of us chasing that passion in life or if you even take it a step back and you say a not a lot not a lot of us know what that passion is even like you were, you you ran through your 20s you didn't taste enough you know like you didn't try enough different stuff so you don't even know you wake up in the morning you don't know what that thing is that you're in love with you know like that i always feel like this there must be something like i can sit up all night and draw in i can draw you know i can sit up all night and draw and i'm like i'm blessed i'm i'm happy i'm happy and like people will find something something else but there's a lot of people out there that that don't have that something in their life, man. Mm. And it's, yeah, that's, that's like, I don't know how where that leads to, but. Yeah, I, th- I think you, you need something, man. You need something. Mm. You know, it's, 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 it's stuff in this world. Go over <laughs> see what's going on now in the world. You know, you need something. I, I would say so exercise and stuff like that, but mm. I think that like, just, just, just pursue your, pursuing your passions is, is very important. Like, even like, People like some, some might laugh at you for some. I think like some people like laugh at me because I'm trying to do comedy. Or, ah, you're not gonna get anywhere. But at least I'm trying something. Mm. At least I'm pursuing it, pursuing my passions in some form or a uh, 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 way. Like, and if I don't make it, then at least well, I tried. What's, what's wonderful about a life lived 
Yeah. You know what's honorable about it? It's cock, yeah. Mm. I would rather have, oh, what, whatever, uh. at the end of my life, oh, whatever, then I wish I fucking did that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm mm. living my life. Uh, like, you know, Paul, it's important. There's not enough, like, they would say, oh, you, you, there's not enough listeners. Fuck that, who the fuck about <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, let me just say, I enjoy the few guys, the, 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 the people that don't, to us. Yeah. But that's not going to be my end or be all. I want to have dope conversations. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And like he told me, dude, like when you come into this room, like this conversation and stick to the whole dude. So the, the creativity. The yeah, energy, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this shit stays here, dude. This yeah. energy yeah. is it, in it, this it room. Stays, is good. Yeah, imagine how it stays in your mind. Mm. It makes you like think about life different. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm. I can, whenever I feel maybe bad or whatever, maybe tomorrow or whatever, I just go to his conversation like, I'm yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good way of looking at it, man. Yeah, it's like a lot of positivity going, mm-hmm. <laughs> going down here like tonight. Like, uh, so obviously you, you, you enjoy comedy, you enjoy, um, you enjoy some, some, some illustration work. Like what else? What else do you do? Do you watch your MMA? No? A little bit, but uh, not enough to like know the people. Like I watch a lot of, uh, I, used to, I, I played rugby and cricket growing uh-huh. up. So I was very much into rugby, love rugby. Mm. Um, lately, I'm watching more soccer, um, but I'm not at the point where it's like, uh, like I need to watch a game. But I, I do want to keep updated with, with what's going on. Uh, so. Soccer's boring these days, man. They just, <laughs> Manchester United just lose all Maguire's the time. Us. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I mean, I, I do like a little bit of gaming and uh, I went through a phase of where I really love hiking. Like uh-huh. I like to get out there. I was like, like my life was like, especially with COVID, like I spent so much time in front of the computer and that was like my reboot guide in nature and hike and, and do that every weekend. Um, mm. But that kind of died out now to a degree. And, and, and then that got replaced with running. So like I started running a lot and all that. Now that got replaced with gym. We need our escapes, bro. Mm. We all need our escapes no matter what it is like. Yeah, man. But you know what? Uh, I think we're going to wrap things up, man. Thank you for joining me and sharing, uh, like, your experience with me. Like, it's, it's been awesome. Like, because a lot of other topics we can cover, but I like to keep it down to 40, 45 minutes mm. or something like that. Nah, thanks so much. It was great to speak a little bit about uh, my experience. And yeah, it's, it's, it's weird that, that I... Uh, yeah, it's weird. I, I can understand. I never knew you before this. We had a conversation. Mm. I understand there's two sides to you. Yeah. I, and you tried to explain that to me over uh, a text, like over, I think I first inboxed you on on, on Instagram, I think mm. it was, something like that. So we were chatting back and forth, like, and you were trying to explain, like, the two sides, yeah. the education side, and I didn't get it, but I, yeah. <laughs> I, even when you, when you, when you sent that thing and I read it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get it. But now that we had this conversation, I understand. Ah, oh, okay. There's a uh, education. Uh, what do you call it? Like the education side. What do you call that? Like uh, uh, in terms of what I'm doing at the laundry. Yeah, the at the laundry. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a that's just content creation. That's, pub, that's content publishing. Creation. Um, Educational content mm, creation. I would that's assume what called, that we would probably. be moving in an edutech environment soon. Edutech. So we would be doing educational digital products soon. Okay. Which we already are doing. So there's so that side of you and there's obviously the, the illustration yeah. art to side. And the goal is to somehow bring them together. <laughs> I have an idea of how I'm going to do that. But is it? Yeah. But TBC, that's for the next time you come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have you back, but if you, in the future, if, you, if, you, if you're doing anything cool in the future, then yeah, no, we, you must definitely come back. You know where you are. You're part of the, the Babylon is chosen family. I know that's great. Thanks, man. I mean, hopefully next time I come, some of that projects will be ticked off. <laughs> yeah, you can 
can even join us one night if, if you're asking bikers here because he's he'll probably be again and then maybe we can the next yeah. time you come you'll be here and we can yeah we have, have a little history together me and him so yeah we can have like a, we can mm. talk like a we can make yeah. jokes <laughs> yeah no, it'll be like <laughs> so anyway thank you for joining me uh, it's been awesome and yeah to to follow your journey um we're obviously going to chat off, off air again but yeah peeps i'm back next week to all the people that's listening we're back next week with uh dope new guests please like share subscribe to all those things there's a female podcast coming so check that out thank you thank you buddy thank you thank you for coming on man yeah peace we out